the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, curious minds out there in our ever-expanding radio land. Welcome to CC with BB, connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. That's me. This is the only radio show in the world dedicated to the study of coincidences, synchronicity, and serendipity. We are coming to you through the X-Zone Broadcast Network located in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and broadcasting all over our world. What is the relationship between mind and brain? Does the brain produce consciousness, or does the greater consciousness produce the brain? How do mind and brain interact with each other? I'm a psychiatrist. I study this question in my office. I help people with medications and psychotherapy. I work in both brain and mind. You need your mind to recognize a coincidence and your brain to talk about it. Coincidences are like messages in a bottle. The message can be about you, and the message can be about where the bottle and message came from, that infinite sea of possibilities. Coincidences sometimes point us towards previously unrecognized causal connections. They teach us about hidden potentials within us, like telepathy and human GPS, our ability to get places we need to go without knowing how we got there. They tell us about other intelligences that may be influencing our lives, and they sometimes trick us. The phrase, connecting with coincidence, is my coincidence brand. It is the name of my book, my Psychology Today blog, my website, and my social media sites. To find any and all of them, please put connecting with coincidence in your search engine. Would you like to know how sensitive to coincidences you are? Take the weird coincidence survey on my website. Hiring new people can be a chancy adventure. As head of psychiatry at the University of Missouri, Columbia, I had to find and hire new faculty members. The usual process involved advertising in psychiatric newspapers and making phone calls to colleagues in other cities. My method was different. Most of the faculty I hired just showed up. I relied on serendipity for them to join us. There were five women whose collective stories were particularly striking. Soon after accepting the position on the faculty, each of the five became pregnant. The second, third, and fourth each had twins. The fifth had been trying to get pregnant for several years. She too got pregnant soon after being hired. But unlike the other Three, she didn't have twins. When women of childbearing age find satisfying work, they become more relaxed and more able to conceive children, so having a new job can increase the likelihood of becoming pregnant. The string of twins that occurred here became more surprising, however. To follow a basketball analogy, in a single game, when a player reaches double digits in points, assists, and rebounds, it's called a triple-double. My department scored a triple-double three women with twins. The first woman who had a single baby stayed for a few years, then took a job that paid twice as much in a warmer climate. Her departure represented a loss of the department's investment in her. The fifth woman joyfully raised her single child with us for less than two years because her husband then found a better job elsewhere. The families of the triple-double stayed. Two of the three women divorced their husbands, and went on to make outstanding contributions to the, the department, as did the third woman who didn't divorce. 
the serial coincidences in this super fertile environment of our department helped achieve the desired longevity of three excellent faculty members. People with reciprocal needs found each other. These women needed a safe, comfortable nest for their planned families, and our department needed helpful, committed faculty members. The three sets of twins sealed each deal. The three women with twins put down their roots and stayed for now close to 20 years. This is to introduce the idea of leadership and synchronicity. Because our guest today is Philip Mary, who currently lives in Singapore. He is an author, speaker, coach, and trainer who has conducted leadership projects in 58 countries over 36 years. His Philip Mary Consulting Group, called Leading with the Heart, helps today's global organizations to empower their people to live lives of significance. He is the author of Search for Singapore's Happiest People and a certified family therapist and marriage counselor. Philip was once a London taxi driver. And what I think Philip might not know is that research about the hippocampi of London taxi drivers has shown that certain areas of their hippocampi are larger than normal. And the reason for this looks like it has something to do with being able to find the, their ways in the very confusing streets of London, because many of those streets were old cattle trails uh, that then became streets, so they, they're, they're confusing and hard to make sense of. The hippocampus area had, that was enlarged had something to do with being able to map areas uh, of the world around them and these hippocampi of taxi drivers were developed to manage I think the confusing terrain. We will talk with Philip about the confusing terrain of, super, of synchronicity in organizations in our next segment after a short break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome to CC with BB. Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, the only radio show in the world focused on synchronicity, coincidence, and serendipity. And we are so delighted to have Philip Mary on our program today because Philip Mary takes the idea of synchronicity to a different level, literally a different organizational level. He uses synchronicity to help uh, leaders and organizations develop themselves. And Philip, after all these years, how did you get into the idea of doing a PhD in synchronicity and who's going to give you a PhD in synchronicity and why? Okay. Well, uh, I got into synchronicity simply because like you, Bernard, lots of synchronicities happen in my life. 
maybe not as dramatic as the one with you and your father, but but similar. And so I, I experienced it myself, and, and I've been a, a leadership consultant and trainer for 37 years. I was a marriage counselor before that and family therapist. And, and over those 37 years in leadership, I began, as I experienced synchronicity myself, I began to wonder whether some of the people that I worked with, the leaders and the teams, had also experienced synchronicity. Uh, and when I chatted to them, I found that they had. But, and he, here's the rub, they didn't like to talk about it. And so I, I then began to research, you know, the leadership literature, and there is very little written on synchronicity in the leadership field. Hmm. And so I thought... Number one, I, I'm, I'm committed to explore this personally, but I want to actually look at what it's all about as to why we don't see more of synchronicity in the leadership field. So that's how I got into it. Joseph Jaworski wrote a book about leadership and synchronicity. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that, or have you? I'm. That was one of the books that really got me going. Yeah, and yeah. I actually am in correspondence with Joseph, and he's been very supportive uh, uh -huh. of the PhD. Uh, and he and I, we're going to do uh, look at how we grow together with the research that I've done and the tremendous book. He wrote a second book called Source, and Synchronicity, the first book, and then the second book, Source, I think are two definitive books on leadership in organizations. And, and I... I in that book, just parenthetically, I, in the first one, this is the only one I've seen, there wasn't uh, as much about synchronicity as I thought there would be as the title suggested, but it certainly was scattered around in there. And I, I, I'm assuming that since that book and you're talking with him, he too is seeing more synchronicity activity in organizations like as you are. I, I think he is. Now, it's interesting you say you didn't see much synchronicity. I think the whole book is about synchronicity in the sense that it was a life story guided by synchronicity. Now, that doesn't mean that synchronicity happened on every page, but four or five or maybe more times in his life story in the book, synchronistic things happened to him that guided him in the way that he was supposed to go. So, so uh, to me, it's, I, it's I, about a life story and a leadership life story that is prompted by synchronicity or nudged by synchronicity, as some people uh, that's, that's a good way of thinking about it. Uh, I read it uh, maybe five or six years ago, and I can look at it a little differently. My, my favorite story in there is when he was walking down, uh, when he's in an airport, and he saw a woman yeah. and, and said, are you married? And uh, I think her name was Mavis, and now they're married. Uh, and and that, um, that is striking. It's, it's that ability to to pick up something about someone else and act on it. That is a coincidence uh, prototype that uh, I read in lots of other places. It was very dramatic the way uh, Joseph uh, wrote about that. And you're absolutely right. And the interesting thing about that, Bernard, is that it's also guided by intuition. So he yes. was actually on an escalator going one way and she was going the other. And as they passed each other, he had this feeling as their eyes met. Uh, and he was with his son, actually, at the time. And so he, he dropped his bag and said to his son, look after that. And they raced to the place where she was actually getting on another flight. Uh, and they just hit it off. She had the same feeling as he had. So to me, that, that's the story of how intuition and synchronicity are so intertwined. Oh, they are. They are. I, I think synchronicity experiences are, are making us have to develop our intuitive capacities in a better way, in more refined ways, to know which internal voices we should be responding to and which ones we should ignore. Well, so after that uh, wonderful aside, um, tell us how, what some of the things that the leaders you talk with told you. And first, I'm guessing the reason they didn't want to talk about it is because they thought they might be seen as crazy. Well, absolutely spot on. I mean, that's my summation that they thought they were crazy. Now, first of all, I actually studied two groups. So, so when I began the PhD, I said I need a group interview 
with with a group of people talking about it, and then individual interviews. And the first um, group I looked at was a group of international women working for an aid agency in Ethiopia. Uh, and they looked at the factors that facilitate synchronicity. So that was my initial thought to say, if I can get some insight into what it is that causes synchronicity, then that would be a good PhD. Did but, I understand I, you correctly that there's a group trying to look at the me methods by which synchronicity can be increased? Yeah, this was a leadership program. It's a women's leadership program. Uh, and as part of my nine-month program, my wife and I uh, ran this program with them on women's leadership. Uh, and in one of the modules, I was looking for a group to study for my PhD. And these women had actually done and talked about some very interesting findings that they'd had. So I said, why don't I research using this group? Uh, and so in the last I, I, just to be just to be specific, I find this so intriguing that yep. before you knew it, these women were gathering together to look at synchronicity oh, no. and other things in organizations. No, 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 no. Oh, OK, it was a it was a women's leadership program that my wife and I were conducting for this agency. And as it was a it was a 12 month program, so one five day module first and then a four day module at the end. And we got talking to them. They knew I was doing synchronicity for my PhD. And then when I thought about now, which group do I look at to study or research synchronicity, it occurred to me that the women were a perfect group. And so I got them together and said, what are all of them experience synchronicity? There's a group of 18 women. Um, and I got them to identify the factors that facilitates synchronicity. Great, great. I mean, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I want to know more about what you found there as as you see fit to tell us. Well, I, I, let, let me tell you the whole story because then what happened, because that's what I was just going to study. What are the factors that facilitate uh -huh. synchronicity? Okay, okay. But they got into, in their answers, they got into so many things around the definition of synchronicity, the process of synchronicity, what synchronicity was all about. But when I came to the second part of my research, my second group, which was a group of seven individual leaders, I expanded the research to look at the whole gamut of synchronicity in terms of definition, process, facilitation, how it happens. And I focused on the stories of synchronicity with seven individual leaders. And what you asked me, Bernard, what I found about why they don't talk about it, they were scared of looking stupid in the eyes of their colleagues. Mm -hmm. uh, and the more I researched this, both talking to them and also the variety of people who've written about quantum physics, about spirituality and leadership, et cetera, et cetera. What I found was that the Newtonian mindset, you know, the Isaac Newton mindset, the mechanistic mindset, that is the linear mindset that is A plus one plus two equals three, et cetera. Mm -hmm. That was the mindset and the paradigm in both leadership university degrees and in leadership corporations. And so people are afraid of speaking out about any way that they make decisions which are different to the logical, rational way. Got you. Yes. A, a quick story yeah. about that. One, one CEO I interviewed in Thailand, he said, Philip, can I talk to you privately? I said, yeah, sure. He said, I make all my decisions using my intuition, but please don't tell my staff. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they would they would think that he's not such a good leader if he uses things like synchronicity, like intuition, like coincidence to help him in his leadership decision making. The more complex the decision making process, I think, the more good leaders must rely on intuition and related ideas. Well, and, and that's absolutely true. You see, because. I only studied 18 women leaders, international leaders, 
and then seven individual leaders, all of them said exactly the same thing. Most of the, a lot of the decisions I make, they say, are made with my heart, with my intuition, and are guided by synchronicity. Uh, and they said that's why they are so good. So w what I'm doing, and, and you know, I've just finished after eight years of doing my PhD. Wow. It was a, it's a long trip for a variety of reasons, which I may go into. But <laughs> what I'm now doing is saying to people and pushing at an open door, actually, in some cases, how do we now begin to validate the use of intuition, the use of heart-based decisions, and the use of synchronicity-based decisions in the organizational context? That's, that's great. That's great. That's great. Uh, what I'm surprised about um, is that these leaders also included synchronicity in addition to intuition in their decision in, in their understanding of their decision making. That's that's the new idea to me. Uh, intuition has a lot of different meanings, um, but synchronicity is gets a little bit more precise. And here they were able to label it and tell you about it. I, I find that wonderfully astounding. Yeah, it, they were pretty open. I mean, the interesting thing, and I'm sure, Bernard, you found this very strongly in your wonderful research, is that once Thank people you. are behind closed doors, they really want to spill the beans. They do. How they really live their life, how they really operate as a leader. And and the thing that keeps synchronicity going, uh, again, masses of research around all sorts of people that I'm sure you've read, but the thing that keeps synchronicity going against all the skeptics is the story. Uh, and when you tell the story, so I, I began with these leaders, getting them to tell their stories. I mean, one story for me, for example, I, I was about, I was making a decision about getting married, you know, and I was 40, so I, I got married late in my life because I was waiting for the one. And I, I went to a, a personal growth seminar where the songs of John Denver were played, you know, the deeper spiritual songs of John Denver. And that really helped me decide, yeah, I'm going to get married to this particular woman. And, and it pushed me over the edge to make that decision. And on a Friday evening here in Singapore, I was saying, you know, I like to say thank you to John Denver. How the heck do I do that? Do we're going we're, we're to answer that question in our next segment, uh, okay. Philip. Okay. How to say thank you to John Denver, and we will be back after a short break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to CC with BB, with our, well, with our guest today, Philip Mary, an organization consultant, very much interested in studying and using synchronicity in organizational leadership. You were telling us about he wanted to say thank you to John Denver because he inspired you to ask the the woman of your life to marry to marry you. How did yeah. you How did you make connection with him, Philip? Well, I'll I'll just make this a quick story. Friday evening, how do I say thank you to John Denver? Saturday morning, I opened the newspaper. Guess what it said? John, John Denver, Singapore next week. Good. The Saturday afternoon, I got a call from the hotel where he was staying. And this woman who knew my friend said, I hear you want to get a hold of John Denver. Send me a message and I'll try and get it to him. She had the fax in her hand at the hotel. She said, how do I get a hold of John Denver? The lift opened. There was John Denver. John Denver called me on a Sunday evening in response to my letter. Now, 
Friday evening, I want to say thank you to John Denver. 48 hours later, he spoke to me. Wonderful, wonderful, and that that's paradigmatic of some of your leadership stories. And I, I would like to I would like to have a leadership story from you, the, from one of the people that you've talked with, and then find out what your the, the women's leadership group uh, inform, how they informed you about factors increasing synchronicity in organizations. Not a problem. Um, there are many four or five leadership stories. So these are from the seven individual leaders. Um, and I just asked them to talk about synchronicity and how it had impacted them in their journey. One specific guy, it's a specific story, uh, he said, I'm not happy. And it, was a, it was a facilities manager for a big organization. He said, you know, I'm really not happy in, in my current role. Um, I need to move. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. And I need to get more joy in my life. That was two o'clock one afternoon in San Francisco. Uh, he went from his meditation, having decided that, to look at the computer. There was a job. He looked at the job. He said, he said, this looks interesting to me. Within 20 minutes, he'd call them. Within an hour, he was at their office having the interview, and then he got the job. Now, remember, he said, I just need more joy in my life. Guess what the name of the company was that he joined? Joie de Vivre. <laughs> so he got more joy in his life. Now, that yeah. story is not about leadership. It's about job finding a job for an individual, of which I have plenty of stories, um, well, something, something like that. But I'm, talk, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm sorry. I'm talking about within organizational decision yeah. making. Yeah. Uh, so and I'm just premising that to oh, say okay. this was the sort of guy he was. Uh -huh. He talks about leadership with his staff. He uh. makes decisions with his staff. When they have a decision to make in his team, he's head of a team, he actually asks them to notice unusual things that have happened during the week. And then they get together and share those stories and together decide where synchronicity is taking them in terms of which decisions they should make based on the unusual stories. Huh. Now, that might be a complicated thing for you to tell us a story about, um, but can you do that? That's really a, a group synchronicity awareness thing, which um, I think is wonderful. I, I haven't, I haven't, to, to people, it's almost like uh, uh, people sitting around telling dreams and seeing where the the, the organization, the group is going to. Uh, it's just that this guy is, everybody knows. I mean, this is a larger than life guy. He's, he's a great guy and he's now a, a great personal friend. Um, this is a guy who makes no secret of his belief in synchronicity and spirituality. And so everybody loves him for that and knows him for that. And so when he says to them, you know, we have a decision to make, they are comfortable to follow his lead in terms of sharing stories to help them make a decision. So I don't have a specific story that that enabled to happen, but it actually is the way that he operates as a leader and people accept him as a leader because of that.
That's 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 great. I I would have liked to have done that when I was head of psychiatry, but I didn't have the the tools to be able to do it then. Uh, that's so inspiring. Um, I have a, I have another dramatic one if you'd like, Bernard. Is it organizational? Yes, yes. They're all these. They're all from the leaders that I. Please uh, do, interviewed. please do. Th this guy uh, was interested in launching a product. He's an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, and he had a product that he wanted to launch but couldn't find financial backers. Um, he went to an Asian country, I can't tell you which one, uh, and took advice about how you get in touch with answers from beyond, as he liked to call it. And he went to this place which, which is a spiritual uh, place and had a dream that he went into a pub and saw a guy who came into the pub look just like Father Christmas, who was an American guy, and they talked to each other, and it was a great conversation. End of dream. He then has to go to Chicago to pursue financing for his new product. And he met a guy at a conference who said, you should come and talk to my CEO. He goes to talk to the CEO. The CEO wasn't there, began his presentation halfway through the presentation, the CEO walks in exactly the same guy that he's seen in his dream in Asia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the, CEO, mm -hmm. the CEO ends up being the guy who funded all of his research and product launch. That's, a, I would call, a precognitive dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with 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 uh, some oomph in it. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's uh, that's that that's a good that's a good story. That's a good story. Uh, I'm most interested in um, in in org in the organizational part of this. The I mean the the story the story of stories when uh, we have a decision to make and people talk about weird things that have happened this week. That's an organizational synchronicity. This was still uh, pretty much a one-on-one -on -one thing where a guy was looking for something and had an anticipation of what the other person who might give it to him look like. Uh, so it's still close to a lot of the stories that I have. Uh, it's it's almost like I think there are synchronicities for organizations as a whole, that an organization somehow runs into something that's a parallel to what the organization needs to be doing or thinking about or helps the organization move ahead somehow. Well, my stories are from individual leaders, Bernard. So I don't have yet, I'm, I'm still now gathering other stories for my next project, but I don't have the big organizational stories. I've got stories of individual leaders who With use things to do. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the uh, benefits to, to them reported, I mean, were benefits to them as leaders, benefits to the business, yes. and, and benefits to the team. So yes. they talked in broad sense of, from the things that they'd experienced, that synchronicity brings resources and results. Uh -huh. um, one guy said synchronicity and the focus brings spirit to the corporate world. Uh -huh. It helps you understand the bigger picture of a situation. Uh, and this came up a great deal for me, Bernard, for the interview I, interviews I did. So many people, in fact, all the people said, the biggest benefit of synchronicity as a leader was that it indicated they were on the right path in decisions that they were taking. Ah, that is perhaps the most common use of synchronicity, the affirmation, confirmation of a path that I am on. Yes, and that was particularly related to projects that they were completing for the organization. And that was to do as a leader with their recruitment of people. It was to do with whether they should invest in a particular country. As you were saying, Philip. Yeah, so um, the organizational issues around where synchronicity helped was around investments, a, whether to start up in a particular country or not, whether to start a particular new product, what cities to launch a new product in, uh, and a variety of things that individual leaders talked about were uh -huh. the, the benefits. And in, in, the, in the research that I did, 
I mean, this is just just literally, Bernard, taking down what people said, the leaders I interviewed, how synchronicity had helped them. Uh And as I think I talked about, it helped them as leaders, it benefited their business, and it benefited their team. So I broke it down into those three areas. Um, and, And the broad areas for benefit to the organizational business was being able to attract resources and results, being able to look at the big picture, and indicating that they were on the right path. I think you've experienced that in your own research, that a big issue around synchronicity on a personal basis is saying they're on the right path, but a big benefit for organizational leaders is when they're involved in a project and a particular thing turns up, then it's a confirmation for them that that project is being rolled out in the way that it should be rolled out. Do you have a a story that's a confirming story, Philip? Um... Around a project, you mean? Yes. Um, well, th- there's a particular project of a person who wanted to know about a line of business to go into. Mm-hmm. And she was looking for a partner to be a part of that business. Uh, and she didn't know where to find that person. She'd been sick. Um, and she just happened to turn up at a meeting And at that meeting, she said she didn't feel very good because she hadn't put her makeup on and she dressed frumpily, she said, but she turned up at the meeting. Um, But because she was not feeling so good, the way she introduced herself was very short and to the point. And it just so happened that the business partner that she attracted was sitting next to her and he liked what she said because she was so short she didn't stand on ceremony and as a result of that she got her partner for the new business Hmm. nice nice and it was interesting for me and and this is you know you found this many times i'm sure bernard there are big big stories of synchronicity like you know my john denver story or whatever but it's interesting to me how very often very small precise things fall into place so had this woman been her normal healthy self she would have dressed smartly and spent a lot of time on her introduction but because she was sick and had been sick she was very brief and curt in her reply which is exactly what appealed to the business partner she ended up with who was sitting right next to her who was sitting right next to her yeah i I like those um those randoms, I'll say random seat uh, assignments. Uh, I like to pay a lot of attention to them because I'm very, I, I see that at least some people see certain kinds of coincidences, certain categories of coincidences. A guy named Gary Schwartz sees yep. ser- serial coincidences all the time. That That's his, his, his thing. Sees a bunch of different rabbits or dogs or something. I see. I, in front of me. Pardon me? I have super synchronicities sitting in front of me. <laughs> Good. The, the, other, the other story that may help, Bernard, I mean, again, it's a personal story, but I was growing and developing organizationally the whole focus on happiness and stress. Because yes. I knew that that was a project that a lot of my leaders here in Asia needed. And I said, I want to have a major project starting with a conference on stress and happiness. And then somebody said to me, well, the person you need is Martin Seligman. And we're going to, in the next segment, we are going to find out about how you and Martin Seligman got together. We'll be back after a short break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back to CC with BB. Our guest today, Philip Mary, and we are merrily wandering around in the synchronicity <laughs> vault of his mind and organizations. Uh, this is great. Philip, you were telling me about uh, Happiness Conference and the need to find Martin Seligman, the founder of Positive Psychology. How'd you find him? Well, absolutely. And the other thing to remember is this answered, I think, a country national need and an organizational need in leadership. So on the Tuesday, I remember it very clearly here in Singapore, I've lived here for 27 years, but I said, I need to find Martin Seligman. How on earth do I find Martin Seligman? Wednesday, I had a meeting with an Australian business partner about another project. And he said, what's in your life at the moment? I explained I was looking for Martin Seligman. He said, he wrote stuff on a piece of paper and handed it to me and said, here is Martin Seligman's personal email and contacts. That was within 12 hours of me saying I needed that. Long story short, Martin came and was keynote speaker at our conference here in Singapore, Asia's first happiness conference, which had massive benefit, obviously, to the people at the conference, but sparked a whole range of subsequent happiness conferences that were a great benefit to leaders in Singapore, but also a great benefit to Singapore itself. So that's kind of an organizational leadership. Oh, that is a, what I like about that. And it's similar to the guy in San Francisco who um, wanted to get joy in his life and uh, went to his computer and there he found joy uh, in his life. Um, The company with the joie de vivre in in its name. Uh, And here you put out a need and rather than showing it up on a computer, which there are lots of stories of computers feeding information just when people need them, here you were able to have someone you were meeting uh, be a live conveyor of information. And that's one of the most interesting things to me is, is how information gets to our minds when we need it. Well, you see, I, I, I've gone on, I mean, I'm studying, although I've finished my PhD now, I'm still studying this because I'm using it in my work. And I don't know if you know the work of Raymond Bradley. No. Well, he's looked at holographs uh, in terms of how synchronicity works, but studied entrepreneurs. And so I I now have this very clear issue in my or way in my head. I'm I'm 68 years old, 67 years old, 68 in December. uh, And in my life now, I know that if I want something to happen, I very strongly imagine that I'm connecting already to that field where the thought for the organization and the leader already exists. When you, say, think, when you say connecting to that field, what's the field? What, define the field a little better. Well, I, I know from my study of quantum physics that the idea or the thought of what I'm trying to manifest either in my life or in my organization it already exists. And what I do when I quiet my mind, and the Heart Math Institute has done a lot of work on this, when I quiet my mind and focus on what it is that I want, somehow I know I can connect with where that thought in the future already exists. And then I think what happens is that begins to manifest all around me in both big and small situations. Now, that's my belief on what I'm studying at the moment, particularly through the work of Raymond uh, Bradley, 
is how that happens at a scientific basis. Uh, and he's very clear that holographic holographically, we can know what we want and we can attract synchronistically those issues and events into our lives. And I'm busy making that an organizational leadership and team paradigm for how I work with teams. There are contexts that you have that support the capacity that you just defined. What are those contexts? What do you have to have in your background? What do you have to have around you in your mind and in your environment to facilitate the actualization of the thought? Well, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I can talk from my perspective, but let me show you what my research turned up in terms of the facilitating factors. All of the people I talked to said within the context, let intuition be your guide. Don't push it away. Know that it exists. Number two, be in the flow of now to be very focused, which is why meditation helps, because it helps you to be grounded in the flow of now. Uh, they talked about seeking support outside of yourself, divine, spiritual, or whatever you connect that to be. They talked about, fourthly, asserting your intention. And fifthly, linked to what you just said, Bernard, a lot of them said that an enabling environment was really important. And what's an and, enabling environment? Well, interesting for them, a place some said where music is being played, some said within nature, some said when you're stuck in a work situation with an idea that won't come or won't clarify or won't manifest, go out and walk in nature. And I had an amazing experience, well, not an amazing experience. One of the techniques that I use is what I call a synchronicity nature walk. I was in the mountains of Bhutan doing a team program for an organization that was closing down. And I, I got them all to do a one hour walking meditation. First of all, I said, get clear on the answer that you need to a particular difficult current question. And really, really get that clear and then go out into nature. And this was beautiful by a lake, by a, a river. We were camping for this seminar. And they literally all went out for an hour, didn't speak to anybody, and came back and shared the very clear answers that the environment, the natural, the natural environment had given them. Having said that, I've had the same results when people do a meditation walk in a city. So it's, it's, it's as if, Bernard, and again, I, I'm saying this to you, you know this already, you're the master of this, but... I think that once we are clear, and, and I think what I've noticed that if we are clear on a vision or a goal, which is number one, of benefit to humanity, and number two, is somehow connected with your authentic self, the thing that you think you are supposed to be doing in this world, synchronicity seems to happen more strongly. And then the third thing, as you mentioned, an enabling environment, and I'll ask, ask me another question, was that Bradley has found that these entrepreneurs are helped if their entrepreneurial team, their organizational team, does not have any conflict. He calls it where there is love, appreciation, and respect that amplifies the signal, he says, which comes from source holographically, and if there is fear, anger, and resentment, that blocks the flow of synchronicity, the flow of intuition. So I, I'm busily exploring those types of things in the organizational work that I do. That is wonderfully clear, Philip. Um, and uh, I want to be able to, to think about what you've just said. They're close to what I know, different words. One of the things I am now working on is um, the idea of uh, synchronicity or, me, or synchronicity awareness or coincidence awareness as a path to spiritual development. Mm -hmm. And what you've just described is the role of meditation in that 
path. I don't mean to say it's the only path, but I mean it's getting away from um, sit, just sitting by yourself, but interacting with the world as well as sitting by yourself. Uh, to be able to interact with the world in uh, an, uh, with your authentic self and being in the flow of now. You know something. The I don't know if you know much about the work of Heart Math. I do. I know something about it. Yes. So I I work with. I'm certified to run their programs, but they are a wonderful organization because their Heart Math breathing technique is amazing because it puts you into meditation with your eyes open and in the present moment. Wow. So what what I love about what we're trying to develop here is you've no need to go to a monastery. You've no need to go, you know, away on a holiday to get clear. When you are in as a leader in a team and you're in conflict with somebody, right there and then, if you do the heart math breathing techniques, and they've got some wonderful range of techniques, as you are having the conflict, you begin to do heart breathing, and that enables you to become what they call coherent which allows the situation you're in to resolve. Now, I, I'm still trying uh, to link all of that to synchronicity, but I, I do believe that we all as human beings somehow have this capacity to connect with a source which is separate from us, but also part of us that enables miracles to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh I agree with that. Um, I tend to, I'm calling that source not something in the universe, uh, but something that's around us, the psychosphere, our mental atmosphere. And in there is all kind, are all kinds of potentials that connect us with uh, ideas and people and feelings that we can do something with. And coincidence is one of the things we can do something with. With, we're coming to the end of uh, our program, Philip. Um, and can I, can I give you a phrase, but it's quickly on my mind synchronistically. When you talk to Joe Jaworski, one of the most brilliant phrases he ever used was this: "The role of the leader is to set the stage in organizations where miracles, synchronistic in nature, are more likely to happen." That's what he said is the role of the leader. Thank you very, very much, Philip. I look forward to talking with you again. 